Good evening. How's everybody tonight? Good, good. So we are watching 42, brought to you by you guys. This was the text to vote winner. I got stuck with it. No, I'm just kidding. Actually, I had not seen it before I agreed to do it, so I had to scramble over the past week to uh, watch it and um, so I could somewhat prepare for tonight. So if I seem disjointed, I'm going to blame it that. Sound good? Yeah. Anybody not seen the movie? Excellent. Good number. Very good number. Uh, we are watching 42. Um, so... Uh, <laughs> We, so I have a warning up front for those who uh, haven't seen it. Uh, we watch movies in their original intention from the writers and directors. We do not ever edit movies because we want to show you what the message from them is. This movie deals with a very heavy subject. There is heavy language in it. There is a, a very strong racial language. Uh, it is the story of... Uh, Jackie Robinson, and so this might make you a little uncomfortable. Sometimes that's not a bad thing, though. Um, but our goal is never to silence what uh, is the writers and directors had intended. Um, this movie's goal is to shine a light on a dark time in our nation's history and what we uh, still struggle with today in some people's hearts. Uh, so be warned of the language. It is PG-13, um, but there are some scenes that are that are accurate and really happened in history, and they're just brutal, and they're, they're very hard to, to face. Uh, the story does depict uh, the story of Jackie Robinson and his history-making signing to the Brooklyn Dodgers under the guidance of team executive Branch Rickey. Uh, we will see the struggle be of his struggle becoming the first African-American to play in the minor major league baseball. Uh, Jackie Robinson is played by Chadwick Boseman, I had never seen him anything. He's been in a lot of TV shows, though, and kind of going through the, the list in IMDb. I'm like, oh, okay. I've, I've seen him. I just didn't really know who he was. Um, Chadwick did a great job uh, with this. He trained for weeks uh, with an actual baseball team uh, and still had a stuntman in some part. So keep your eye out for that. Maybe you could see it, maybe not. Uh, the, fir- the stuntman was a formal, former minor league baseball player. Just thought that was interesting. Uh, here's a picture of Jackie and um, Chadwick side by side. You actually see this uh, at the end of the movie, I believe, but uh, they did a, a pretty good job casting. Jackie was uh, Jackie Robinson was good at almost every sport he played. Uh, he lettered in four sports in high school. Um, and sports range from football, tennis, basketball, track and field, and obviously baseball. His brother, older brother, was actually better at sports than he was. Uh, but um, due to injury, I believe he um, wasn't able to go anywhere. Branch Rickey is played by anybody know? Took me, took me about five minutes to realize this because I, I didn't know going in. The, the, the voice finally gave it away, but it was, it's, it's, I think this is Harrison's best, best role. Uh, it's also the first role where he plays an actual human, uh, person in, in, in one of his roles, not a made up character. Uh, 
the role of Branch Rickey was originally intended for Robert Redford, uh, but I think Harrison was the right man for the job. I have a side-by-side -side of these guys. <laughs> Harrison walks differently. He talks differently. He really did uh, a fantastic job in this. Um, one of the, one of the uh, lines uh, Ricky blurts out in the movie uh, is Judas Priest. And if you, uh, according to those closest to Ricky, uh, this was the worst profanity he would ever utter. So you know it's pretty bad when he says that line. Uh, we'll be talking about this a little later, uh, but Branch actually um, already at this point had a huge impact on baseball. Um, and he was a, a forward thinker who was always pushing the boundaries. Uh, the, the movie really is about these two guys. This is, about, this is a picture of, in the movie of the signing of, of uh, the contract. Um, I, I really think the movie is about these two guys. There's a lot of other characters, a lot of really well-known people uh, in the movie. Uh, but they don't really do much. Their, their story is really there to build, kind of build on these two guys. Um, the, the, one of the other characters, uh, his wife... Uh, Rachel Robinson is played by Nicole Berry. Berry. Uh, she's also uh, did a lot of TV. Uh, and then the other character is uh, Randall Smith. He's played by Andrew Holland. Uh, he's a reporter that you meet kind of very quickly, and he kind of comes in and out as the story is needed to help progress the story along. Um, this guy's actually real. Here's a side-by-side -side of him. Or, sorry. So Jackie's all the way to the right. That's Randall in the middle, and then that's the movie Randall, all the way to the left. Um, he is a real-life character. He didn't actually come on, onto the scene until about four months after uh, Jackie started uh, playing with, with the Dodgers. So uh, the timeline's a little skewed, but don't, don't let that get you down. Uh, he, he still does exist. He's not completely made up. I thought he was completely made up, so I went and looked. But no, he's, he's legit. Um, the last character... Is by, played by one of a, a good one of my favorite actors, uh, Alan Tudyk. Uh, I know him as Wash from Serenity and um, Firefly. Uh, he plays Ben Chapman. He, this is the biggest racist in the movie. Uh, the, mo the brutal scenes has to do with him, and he. It is hard to watch, but he does he does a really good job. Um, and according to other resources, the scenes with him. Uh, and Jackie are, are pretty pretty accurate. During the filming, Alan and, and Chad, Chadwick uh, kept their distance from each other uh, deliberately uh, because they wanted to avoid fraternizing um, so that in their scenes it was a little more authentic. There was more of this. They didn't really know each other. Um, that's what they really wanted to convey. And Like I said, they did a, a pretty good job. Um, I didn't have a picture of this guy I meant to. Uh, Brian Higland uh, is the writer and director of this movie. Uh, he wrote Robin Hood, uh, or directed Robin Hood, Man on Fire, Knight's Tale, and The Postman. Uh, 42 broke the record for highest box office opening weekend for a baseball movie. Uh, the previous record was held by the Bench Warmers in 2006. So it's kind of a long movie, so we're just going to jump right in. Uh, any questions before we start? All right, I'll pray, and then I'll run back and get the movie going, so there will be an awkward few minutes, but... You're survive. Uh, Jesus, thank you for, um, Father, for movies, for uh, times when we can get together and discuss them and um, have a good laugh and um, hopefully focus on you and glorify you. 
Father, we thank you for uh, men like Jackie Robinson who uh, are willing to stand up and fight uh, men who um, do change the world. But ultimately, thank you for Jesus. Thank you for forgiving us of our prejudice, um, for our hurtful words towards others. Father, and uh, we pray that tonight you are glorified. Uh, We love you and thank you. Amen. So, here's 42. You guys liked it, huh? Just a little bit. Good, good. Let me see. So this is a famous picture of. uh, This is a real picture of the team and the Phillies coach. Jackie Robinson. Uh, This is the real photo of them actually signing the the, uh, contract that I showed you earlier. Key line uh, in the movie, Jackie Robinson submerged himself to serve something greater. I don't mean, uh, I don't just mean the Brooklyn Dodgers, although although he is doing that. The man flat out has guts, a stand-up force of nature. He's complicated everything but himself. He's changing the world and refusing to let it change him. But let me ask you something. What submerged himself to serve something greater? Based on the movie, what is that? What is that something greater? Why did he do it? I'm asking you. Mm-hmm. And, and why? We see him asking Branch Rickey all the time, but why do you think he did it, according to the movie? And how did he do it? How 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 did how did Jackie Robinson become the man that he was, and 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 actually achieve that goal? Mm-hmm. See, one of the things I. I, I I really like this movie, and I wanted to like this movie a lot more. And I know you're not here to really get my, my opinion of the movie, uh, but I'm going to give it to you anyways because apparently I have the mic. Um, but this is what I, I, I kind of had a hard time with the movie, to be perfectly honest with you. The, the, the movie sells it that Jackie Robinson did it ba- based on self-reliance. He did it by pulling himself up by his own bootstraps, uh, by his own power, because he himself hates ra- racism. Um, would it surprise you to know that Jackie Robinson, the real Jackie Robinson, was a devout Christian? Is that portrayed in the movie? Did you get that from the movie? Small, small bit of it. You're, you're absolutely right. You, you get it from, from uh, Branch Rickey's line, uh, he's a Methodist, I'm a Methodist, God's a Methodist, it's going to work out. It's a great line. I laughed at it, you all laughed at it. Uh, it, it, it it's funny. Um, 
But the fact that he was a Christian really was stripped out from, from this movie of, of who Jackie Robinson really is. Um, so I'm going to actually give you some history. Um, I'm going to read a lot from this book. Uh, it's in my notes. Um, it's Seven Men uh, and the Secret of Their Greatness. Um, I'll give you a hint. It's Jesus. Um, that's the that's the secret. If you wanna if you wanna look through this book, um, I will leave it up here. It's by a guy named uh, Eric Meditexas. I don't know if I'm saying that right, uh, but he wrote uh, a, a good book recently, uh, Bonhoeffer, that that came out. And he writes a lot of. Um, this is like I there's seven of, there's seven men he talks about, so they're they're pretty cliff notes. Uh, so I'm giving you cliff notes of cliff notes of of Jackie Robinson. So. Uh, if you want to check out that book, uh, please go ahead. It's not mine. It's Aaron's. So i got to give it back. Um, or not. doesn't matter to me. So I'm going to read for a while uh, to give you some, some background uh, history. Uh, Jackie uh, Roosevelt Robinson was born uh, January 31st, 1919 in Georgia. He was uh, the fifth child born to Mally Robinson. Uh, her parents were former slaves. Mally was a fan of Teddy Roosevelt, um, for being a great leader, a devout Christian, and fierce opponent to racism. Uh, so she named Jackie after him. Uh, Jackie's mother and father split shortly thereafter he was born. Uh, Mally raised her, the kids in Pasadena, California, uh, but even there it wasn't easy, even though it was uh, pretty far from the south. Uh, she raised them going to church and taught them the value of prayer. But even in California, racial tensions were high, but Mally won most people over with dignity, kindness, and hard work. Once, Jackie and some of his friends retaliated against a white man's racial slur and spread tar all over his grass. And Mally forced him, uh, forced, forced Jackie to repair, and she supervised it. She believed that the she believed and taught that the Bible instilled um, what the Bible instilled and taught, and that was that Christians were to bless those who persecute who persecute them. Uh, Jackie grew up, like I said earlier, he was good at every sport he played. Uh, he got MVP in most sports uh, in junior college. Uh, but in junior college, he was arrested and suspended from sports uh, for something. Uh, he, he was walking down the street, and the, his buddy was uh, singing a song that made fun of police officers. Um, Jackie, uh, after this, uh, a Methodist preacher named Carl Downs uh, took notice of him. Uh, he, Carl discipled Jackie uh, and taught him that exploding in anger was not the Christian answer to injustice. Uh, he explained that life truly dedicated to Christ was not submissive. On the contrary, it was heroic. Downs eventually led Jackie to a deeper faith in Jesus Christ, and Jackie brought his, temper, his bad temper and fierce anger at injustices under control. He began to see that the path of justice would be one not with fits of fury, but uh, with love and restraint. Jackie attended UCLA, as the movie said, and uh, decided not to play baseball, rather football, track and field, as the movie um, I talked about. Uh, in March of 1942, uh, Jackie received orders, his orders to report for induction and traveled to Kansas to join Uncle Sam's segregated army. There, he excelled and qualified for officer candidate school, however, was declined. He was put in charge of caring for horses and eventually became the morale officer at Fort Hood, Texas. After an argument uh, with a, a bus driver, because he wasn't sitting all the way back, and he was actually sitting there, a white woman, um, the bus driver uh, tried moving him to the back, and because it wasn't actually against the law, Jackie refused. Um, and so he was... 
basically kicked out um, of of the military, and uh, because he knew he did not wrong, he fought it in courts and uh, was dishonorably discharged, honorably discharged in uh, nine, in November of 1944. Branch Rickey, on the other hand, was an energetic and relentless innovator whose ideas had already changed baseball. Uh, maybe not all these were done beforehand, uh, but those changes helped include uh, the batting helmet, batting cages, uh, the pitching machine, statistical analysis, the farm system in minor leagues, and the first spring training facility. Ricky was also a devout Christian, and he didn't uh, play or attend games on Sunday. He thought all... Um, he thought that all of his history uniquely put him in a position to do something profoundly important for baseball. He's quoted as saying, it was his chance to intervene on the moral history of the nation as Lincoln had done. Ricky said of Jack, he could run, hit with power, and field with grace. He could steal bases and brunt shrewdly, and he excelled in the game's mental aspects. He was a college man, a veteran, and a world-caliber athlete. A dark and handsome, round-shouldered man with a shy, a shy smile. Remember in that when they were in Ricky's office and um, uh, towards the beginning before he signed on, kind of when when uh, Rick, when um, Jackie found out what was going on, um, Ricky gave him a book titled "The Life of Christ" by Giovanni Papini, uh, and flipped open to a section on the Sermon on the Mount. Uh, to which he referred to as revolutionary teachings, uh, and talked about Matthew 5, uh, 38 through 41. I'm reading through ESV. They read through King James. Um, you have heard that it said, an eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth. Uh, but I say to you, do not resist the evil one. But if anyone slaps you on the right cheek, turn to him and the, uh, turn him the other also. If anyone would sue you and, to, and take your tunic, let him take, have your cloak as well. If anyone forces you to go one mile, go with him too. Now, Jackie believed God chose him uh, for a noble purpose. He believed he had to do it for, for black kids everywhere, for his mother, for his wife, for himself. But Ricky was betting that Jackie knew uh, what he himself knew, that although he w- this was indeed humanly impossible, that with God's help, it was entirely possible. Both men felt God's will. God would give Jackie the strength to accomplish it. And Jackie got down on his knees every night and prayed for strength. Uh, remember, they were on the, him and his wife when they were going to Pensacola, and they uh, were passed up uh, to get on the plane because she went to the restroom. Um, that actually happened several times on their way to Pensacola, and they were days late. Uh, and Jackie later was quoted uh, saying this, I had a few bad seconds deciding whether I could continue to endure this humiliation. So, and then the movie, I think, does a pretty good job uh, in, in, in the baseball arena. He plays for about 10 years uh, and then retires. Jackie died of a heart attack in October uh, 24th, 1972. Rachel was fixing breakfast, and Jackie came racing in from the bedroom, putting his arms around his wife of 26 years, Jackie said, I love you, and collapsed. He died in the ambulance on the way to the hospital. He was just 53. I tell you the history because it paints a different picture, doesn't it? Which is a great picture. I love that picture. It's not this lone ranger who had a quirky religious manager. 
he wasn't just taking orders from from uh, from his his boss. He was he was a man of great character. You know, it wasn't this idea that I got enough respect for myself. It was I know who I am in Christ. I was at camp uh, last night just for for uh, the evening. I went up, and James was talking about talking about uh, being rooted in Christ. And, and he did a phenomenal job. Uh, I love that guy. Um, if you have youth and the children, um, I hope you know how, how great uh, James is doing. Uh, but he's talking about this. Where, where your roots are, that is who you become. As a tree has its roots in whatever it's in, the, the tree will become either healthy or sick. And Jackie doesn't just have his roots in, I'm this, I'm, I got enough respect for myself. He has his roots, his identity in Christ. He knows who he is because of Christ and what Christ has done in his life. And so Jackie is the man that he is because of that. Now, I'm sure he struggled. I'm sure he struggled more than any of us could ever imagine. Uh, but he's a devoted man of God who relied on Christ's strength and not his own. And it started with his mother, with good parenting, being discipled, uh, a true relationship with Christ. And Jackie submitted himself, his will, his anger, his fury, all that was inside um, for the injustice he saw and took Christ's characteristics of love and restraint. And now I think it paints a different picture. And it isn't just that Jackie is against racism, which he is. It's not that he's just against injustice, which he is. He is for justice. He is for Christ and the things Christ is for. Randall uh, says he's complicating everything but himself. He's changing the world and refusing to let it change him. But I think he is a changed man already. Not by the world, not by uh, Branch Rickey, not by baseball, not by himself. I think he's changed because of his relationship with Christ, where his roots really are, the Almighty Savior. Ricky had a lot of great lines in the movie, or a lot of lines, great or not, is debatable, I guess we'll see in a second. Just kidding. I really, li- I really loved the movie. I thought it was good. Um, but Jackie says, uh, do you know what it's like having someone do this? And Branch says, no, no, you do. You're the only one. Living the sermon in the wilderness, 40 days, all of it only you. And you kind of laugh it off as the, that kooky religious manager, uh, owner, but um, I think both of them felt truly different than that. I think they, they both knew that Christ knows, that, that Christ has been there, that he has suffered way more than both of them can even imagine. And so it gives us strength in whatever challenges we face. Now, I'm not saying we face, we're facing the same things as Jackie's facing, but if it, whatever we are, we can wake up in the morning knowing that Christ knows. Um, that he has gone before, that he has suffered at the hands of his creation. And he did it with joy. Uh, Branch says, uh, we win if the world is convinced of two things. That you are a fine gentleman and a great baseball player. Like our Savior, have the guts to turn the other cheek. But it has to come back to why is he a fine gentleman? It has to be because of Christ. Jackie was a missionary, I believe. Because he did what he did best. He played baseball. But he did it in a way that reflected Jesus. 
And I don't know if he told people explicitly about Christ one-on-one or in other chances, but I, I hope so and I believe so. But people saw that there was something different about him. I mean, we saw it throughout the movie. People were changed. And it's not just because he suffered. It was because that of what Christ was doing. And it was a great opportunity to give glory to him. And I bet you he did. Uh, Brant says, you can get, uh, what can you do? You can get on base. You can score. We need you. Everybody needs you. You're medicine, Jack. Now, that should, that should send a, a little... That should have your... Hair raised up a little bit. Why? Uh, it's not because it's good writing, but because as Christians, we know that Jackie's not the medicine, that Christ is the medicine. And we thank God that he used Jackie in this way, but it's, it is God and it is Christ that, that people need. They need a savior. They need redemption. They need healing. They need restoration because those are really what this story is about. This story is about a hero that brings healing to a nation that is divided. A healing, uh, uh, healing and rest, uh, restoration to a nation that is segregated. Where people can't even watch a baseball game with somebody of a different skin color. But it's not Jackie and his talents. It's God and his redemption and glory that brings it. And towards the beginning, Jackie asks, are you looking for a man who doesn't have guts? And he says, no, I'm looking for a, a player who has the guts not to fight back. But why does he have the guts not to fight back? And that's because Christ calls him not to fight. Fighting would be doing it on our own strength. It'd be doing it on our own power, which is sin. Instead, Jackie and Branch relies on Christ's strength. And Jesus endured the cross. Jesus endured racism. He endured uh, hatred and betrayal, all on a much deeper level than uh, Jackie uh, or Branch ever could. And Jesus never retaliated. That is not of him. Philippians 4.13, uh, yeah, Philippians 4.13, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. It is on his strength, not ours. And we love this movie because it's a great hero story. It's great. It's awesome. But we have to know, and when we do know as Christians, that, that Jesus is the greatest hero that there ever was and ever will be. And when we hear the stories of, of Jackie Robinson, we appreciate them because we know that we are made in God's image and that, that we can share some of that. But, but it is him, and, and so we can't let the emotional uh, heartstrings that are being pulled uh, overlook these things. So the movie ends with the, the romantic, sporty, happy ending. Season's over. They're winning. All good. No, Jackie faces this for the next several years. It's not, it's not instantly. Uh, I think the next year um, a Latino player is added, I want to say. But it's, it is years before he's widely accepted. Uh, he plays about 10 years altogether before he retires. But it's just the beginning for these guys. It, it, the battle is not over. Um, and in the end, Jackie did leave an amazing legacy, uh, one that still has an impact today, whether people realize it or not. I mean, the fact that, that they were retired, 42, that number 42, and, and they, they make a day where everyone wears 42 to show that we are united and not divided is awesome. But the question is, what kind of legacy will we leave? 
And I'm not saying that we're all world changers by any means. But if we live our lives knowing that Christ knows pain, Christ knows suffering, he knows discrimination, and he knows what we're called to, that we're called to turn the other cheek, how does it make our petty situations on the day-to-day seem? What do, we, what do we do with those? How do we react? Hebrews 12 says, Therefore, uh, since we, surround, we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us also lay aside every weight and sin which clings so closely, and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us, looking to Jesus, the founder and perfecter of our faith, who for the joy was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame and is seated at the right hand of the throne of God. For the joy that was set before him. The joy of what? Of, of suffering, of racism, of, of hatred and betrayal. Because he brings that restoration so we can have life. That, that, because he defeats that sin, he defeats death. We can truly have relationship with him. First Corinthians nine says, "Do not uh, do you not know that a ra- that any race all runners run, but only one receives the prize? So run that you may obtain it. Every athlete exercises self control in all things. They do it to receive a perishable wreath, but we an imperishable. So I do not run aimlessly. I do not box as one beating the air." But I discipline my body and keep it under control, lest after preaching to others, I myself should be disqualified. And I bet you, Jackie, knew that by heart. So let us not be disqualified. Now, I'm going to shift a little bit, just a little bit, to a different note. Maybe a little unexpected. Uh, as I said earlier, I... I I like this movie. I want to like it more. Uh, but there's something nagging me a, a little bit about this movie. The goal and purpose of, the, of it was to show a dark time in our, in our history uh, where when prejudice towards pe- a people group and a particular person because of a characteristic of who they are. In this case, the color of one skin, which is definitely an injustice. But what the movie does is it betrays its ideals. It downplays that Jackie Robinson is a devoted follower of Christ. In essence, it is a prejudice against Christianity, against Christians. And I have a warning for you tonight. <laughs> I'm a little nervous to say it. Uh, but we are entering a time uh, in America where it is okay, it is not okay to be a Christian where prejudice against Christianity is becoming the norm. Where it is okay to mock and put down believers of Jesus. Whatever the history of our, our country has been towards Christians, doesn't matter. What do we do from this point on? How do we live? There's a... There's a... There's a... a, a a case going to the Supreme Court soon. There's a, a, a family who immigrated from um, Germany because in Germany they still have uh, laws on the books about uh, homeschooling that dates back to Nazis. The Nazis installed it, and, and I, I don't know why they haven't taken, care, taken it off. I, I don't know. 
Um, but you can't homeschool your kids in, in Germany uh, because of it. And so they, they've sought the right way. They sought asylum in America. They've been, li- they've been here about 10 years, I think. Um, and they're in the process of being deported uh, due to uh, – so let me fully finish my thought. Uh, they wanted to homeschool their kids uh, based on Christian values and, and teach them those that way and, and do it themselves in homeschool. So, so they came here. They, they've been doing it for about 10 years, uh, and right now they're in the process of being deported uh, because that no longer qualifies them uh, for asylum in America. Let me ask you something. I won't, I won't say religion, but if it was any other religion, pick one in your head, ask yourself if that would be, still be the same case. But what do we do? How do we endure this? Will we retaliate in anger? Will we load up on ammo just to, to get our way? Or do we get on our knees every night and pray for strength, like Jackie did? Do we turn the other cheek? Do we know that God is good and that he knows what it is like way more than we ever could? Do we live our lives with integrity, with love, and restraint? See, we can live heroic lives, not because we are heroes. We're not. And Jackie wasn't either. If you knew his personal life, which I don't, but he wasn't a hero in himself. He was a sinner. But Christ is the hero. And we are to bring heaven to earth and fight injustices. We are to be known by what we are for and not just what we are against. We are to, to live as Christ lives. And to do what Christ calls us to. To love him and to love others. To turn the other cheek. And that is what it means to be a true hero. And that's what we see Christ on the cross, does, what Christ does on the cross. We, he could easily have destroyed that cross, stepped down, snapped his fingers, be done with it, walk away. But he doesn't because of the Father's will and his joy, as Hebrews 12 said. Jesus is the greatest hero there has ever been and there ever will be. And what will we do? What would life be like if we lived that way? If we knew that we had a relationship with that hero. Not just a cool movie, last a couple of hours, but we have a relationship with him. See, most of, most of the great movements in history happen because, the teachings of Jesus, because of the teachings of Jesus. But our, what is happening is our culture is silencing that. Those aspects of those movements. They're, they're changing them. And as we get away from the teachings of Jesus, what do we get? We get more racism. We get more class warfare. We get more political division. We get more strife. We get the situation we see in Florida right now with, with um, Zimmerman and Trayvon Martin, where there is a public lynching of somebody. And when the facts are presented in our, in our court system the right way, and a jury makes their decision, we riot for weeks. Are they still rioting? I don't, I don't know. That's, I'm now dating the audio, but whatever. Um, what we're doing is we're systematically removing Christ from our culture. So how do we put him back? Well, I, I got kind of an example because uh, I'm in the military. Yeah. So there's kind of been some changes just, just 
just recently. Um, a president celebrating Ma Ramadan this week by inviting Muslims up to the White House. But he's labeled us, especially former military with evangelical backgrounds, as potential terrorists. And then our chaplain just came in yesterday. I found out, I asked, I wasn't there, but I asked, well, what are you talking about? Well, you can't have any, there can be no religious material anywhere without a chapel stamp on it, so which means you can't have your own Bible on your desktop. It has to be something with a, a stamp approved by the chaplain. Um, so, like, if you put down a chick track, illegal kind of thing, just an example. Right. Um, so it's getting, they're, they're starting to try to silence us. They want, they want no voice from the Christian side of the house. And I didn't know there was a problem in the first place until this year. I'd never experienced anything. And, and most of us haven't. And most of us haven't. And, and I praise Jesus that we haven't. We meet here at the corner of uh, Skyway and Broadway. No fear. No fear. No nothing. But what's it going to be like in 10 years? Five years? I, I, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe it will get better. They already started with the IRS sending out letters to certain churches. Yeah, there's... So, yeah, thank you. So there's, there's, there is a shift in our culture. And how do we respond? How do we, do we retaliate? Or in prayer, do we humbly seek after him? And, because God can change it. First of all, we need prayer and preparation because the time is coming. But I was just going to say my son Nicholas is 23 now in fourth grade. He was reading his Bible at school during recess and they took it away from him. So I've been seeing this come on for a while, and we don't often stand up and do enough to to uh, say it's not okay. Well, uh, I'm going to back up a little bit because I give the movie a little bit more credit than you did. Okay. Uh, partly because the ride in the in the uh, car where he didn't say he was doing it, and Selby said that he doesn't like to have to have people there for him. But to me, the end of that conversation was, but I accept that that is so. There are several references to a lot of people being behind him. And that's a very Christian and very thing that many of us deal with all the time. We don't like to have to say that we're not capable in ourselves. We have to rely on Christ, but we do. Mm -hmm. And so I gave it credit there. Plus, the argument that worked and sent him back out was a reference to 40 days yeah. of trial. And the other thing, the only... The phrase I said was the one that I kept waiting, the quote I kept waiting to hear because it was implied, was not turn the other cheek, which implies a complete passivity, which he's saying they're not, but a deny yourself and take up your cross daily was what he was telling him to do, meaning deny what you think your rights are to feeling offended the feeling that this is an affront against you. Okay. You need to put those individual emotions aside, same thing when we're doing. You know, we're not to take it individually that we're being persecuted. We have to set that aside, but we do take up that cross daily and follow Christ. We do proclaim it. But it, it's different. That's more of a, a position of strength than uh, passivity. And I, I just, the way you kept describing it, I kept waiting for that quote to come out. They, branch, branch definitely does 
hint at it throughout the movie, different, different things. But it's definitely, I, I, even watching it the second time, I just kept getting this. He's just that quirky religious manager that, that they, they swept kind of back in the, in the back. And I just wanted to see more of it. I wanted to, I wanted to see, you know, him praying with Jackie praying with his wife or something. Cause it, it, it was a huge part of, of why both men did what they did. And, but that's, that's a great quote. Uh, I mean, great scripture. So, thank you. Anybody else? Anything kind of not what I brought up? Sue had something. Did she leave? She did. She said uh, when she watched it, she thought it was interesting that um, Branch had uh, decided he was going to bring a, uh, an African-American into the game and found Jackie and not the other way around. That he didn't stumble across Jackie and say, oh, I'm going to put him on my team and whatever happens, happens. But... Um, that's thought, I thought that was interesting. I didn't pick that up uh, when I saw it. Anybody else? Okay. Wow. Let's not be disqualified. So uh, I'll pray. If you want to check out that book, uh, there's stuff in there that I didn't have time to, to say. Uh, and he goes through uh, quite a. He goes through six other men because there's seven of them. I will pray and uh, get off the stage. Father God, um, thank you for being a God. Who, who wants to bring redemption and restoration and healing. And Father, I don't say wants to in the fact that I don't think you can, because uh, I know you can. Um, I, I, I say wants to because even before time began, you set uh, it all in motion that Christ would come. We just finished Genesis, and, and, and every week Aaron can point to how in Genesis it points to who Christ is and what he was going to do. And so, Father, we thank you for that. Help us to, to daily take up our cross. Father, in the times to come, Father, I do pray for our country. I do pray for, for your word to go out before us. Help us as, as believers and a body to not retaliate, but to stand in love and to stand uh, united and, and for you, not for... Um, not for our, our personal agendas, not for politics or for anything else, but for you. And help us to be like Jackie and do what we do best in our daily lives uh, and, and, and to, to do it that just shines who you are, that proclaims who you are, both word and deed. Father, uh, we love you. We thank you for film. We thank you for Jackie Robinson, for Branch Rickey. For all the people who um, you used to help end segregation in our country. Father, I pray you do that in our hearts. Father, we love you and thank you. Amen.